One day, and Nicole Farm will be mine, and you will have a cool boyfriend too, and then we'll have a joining loss in Tribeca and Taylor Swift's building. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Can you just let me explain, please? No, no let me explain to you. We are no longer friends. Yo, shit just got real. Welcome to Court Killers, the show about watching the stuff you love when you want, where you want, however you want. I'm Tom Merritt. Hi, I'm Bryce uh, Castillo. Uh, Tom, did you like that? Yeah. Did, did you like that that trailer? That trailer had the whiff of Sandler about it. Am I wrong? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. There is a, 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 a that is the trailer for "You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah." That's coming to Netflix on August 15. <laughs> And uh, uh, yes, there is Adam Sandler in this film, but there is also his daughters, Sadie and Sonny Sandler, ah. and his wife, Jackie, uh, is in it. Though she she is like plays the mom in another family. It's There's like a, I don't know, for some reason they split her out. It's but, a family affair, though, putting, putting this little show on. Absolutely, absolutely. And we didn't even hear Adam. No, he didn't clip. even make the he didn't even make the cut. He didn't even make yeah. it above the fold for court killers today. But uh, uh, the trailer, I thought the trailer trailer looked kind of nice. It was pretty earnest, you know. A, a, a uh, I, I would assume teen teen girls have have boy problems. Do they always have? I would imagine they always will. Yeah, death taxes Some and boy problems. Anyway. I'm yeah. sure that's what it is. Yep, yep. That's why. Is there something else to the movie? No, there's there's no, not. Okay. Just, uh, <laughs> okay. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it very are like hinting that like it seems like they're just having boy problems, but they're actually aliens. I don't know. It's remember. secretly a musical. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a twist. Uh well, if you're wondering about our boy problem, uh, in that we don't have Brian Brushwood here today, uh, I think it's a con, Bryce. Mm. That's a con. Now, is it the world's greatest con. I mean, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not this, bad. This is, they do this one every year. This, this I not don't bad. know. Yeah, it seems predictable. Uh, Brian, Brian was at DefCon, uh, and uh, airplanes do not always leave when they're supposed to. Darn yeah. it! So this one didn't, and he's not here. But we got him covered. It's fine. I'm going to be gone for a couple of weeks soon, so we're we're going to be even. That's right. Uh, well, you want to do some primary targeting? I like it. Primary targeting me up. October 18th at TechCrunch Disrupt last year, Netflix VP of Gaming Mike Verdu said Netflix is, quote, seriously exploring a cloud gaming offering and announced the opening of a game studio in Southern California. That California studio is led by Chaco Sunny, who, if you recognize his name, you probably recognize his name as the former executive producer of Overwatch at Blizzard, a fairly successful game in its time. Uh, Verdu said... It's a value add. We're not asking you to subscribe as a console replacement. It's a completely different business model. The hope is over time that it just becomes this very natural way to play games wherever you are. Now, he said this at a time where Netflix had a lot of mobile games that you could download for Android or iOS, you know, like Solitaire and then some more complicated ones. But it certainly no one was confusing that with a console replacement. So why was he saying that? Why was he talking about cloud gaming? Why would they hire the former EP of Overwatch? Well, last Tuesday, we got a hint when Netflix released the Netflix game controller app in the iOS app store. When you launched it, it said to begin, choose a game on your TV and follow the directions to connect. And everyone wondered what game, what TV? How can I do this? What's it all about? Well, we found out Monday. Netflix announced that it is testing its games on televisions and eventually computers in Canada and the UK. So Canadians, don't say you don't get anything first. <laughs> well, you can still say you don't get a lot of things first, but you got this first. Good, good on you. Uh, Canadians and folks in the UK uh, in limited numbers, so this isn't every single person who has a Netflix account in those countries, but a limited number of subscribers in those markets will get the chance to test on TVs. And then in the coming weeks, they'll be able to test games in browsers on Windows and Mac. 
So the test includes Oxenfree from Night School Studio and Moejo's Mining Adventure. It's kind of an arcade puzzle game. Uh, you'll be able to test these, if you're able to test them, on a Fire TV, a Chromecast with Google TV, an LG TV, an NVIDIA Shield, a Roku, a Samsung, a Walmart on, and more to come. But more to come might or might not be Apple TV, which is not on the list yet. Uh, the phone is your controller, as that uh, previously published app sort of in indicated. Uh, although when you're eventually going to be able to do these on a browser on your computer, you can use your mouse and keyboard as well. Uh, Tom, it, it as as someone who's less of a gamer, does this interest you? Because I, I can see a world where uh, where uh, quote unquote core gamers have. Uh, have a stance on this, but I think for Netflix, their biggest draw is having an audience that is not centered around gaming and trying to approach gaming from a different angle. Mm -hmm. So uh, do do you find any sort of uh, harmony with the way that they're setting this up of TV-based and a phone controller or or on a laptop? I'm an odd duck. I bought the launch collectible version of Overwatch, played mm. it a little bit. But over the last several years, I have fallen off the playing of the video games and am just playing mobile. So your question is quite pertinent to me, which is, have I been playing the Netflix mobile game since I do like to play a mobile game from time to time? No. no <laughs> okay. Well, then, then that's okay. So is, <laughs> is it, is it, a, is it, is it selection? Is it just, you're not, you don't have a gaming space in your in, in i don't know that i'm the person who who goes out looking for mobile games maybe if i was i would have played them more i did look at them and install a couple and was like yeah okay this is a game and then totally forgot about them uh, i'm not sure if i'm the best test case for that i think there were probably a lot of other people who did the same thing maybe some of them picked them up i did not hear of lots of people raving about the netflix mobile games i don't think netflix cared that has always been my contention is this is all exercise for them. This is all gravy. They don't really care if you use the Netflix gaming right now or not. This is them figuring out how something works and having enough of a, of a built up, you know, savings plan to be able to spend that money to do it until now. Now is when I think we're starting to see what Netflix really cares about. And they'll probably continue to have mobile games as an, as a kind of a sweetener for this pie, uh, but they want you to use your existing Netflix subscription to play games. And they're doing the same thing. This, this is what I think, Bryce. Okay. They threw out the mobile games. They're like, it's just mobile games. It's just an add on. It doesn't cost you anything extra. You want to play them? Great. Check them out. They're fun. Hmm. Oh, we're going to start doing television games. You know what? You'll just use your phone as the controller. It's it, You don't have to spend it. We don't expect you to replace your console if you're a console gamer, but just try it out. It's easy. You already got a phone, right? Just try it out. We got Oxen Free. I know it's a little old, but it's a great game. Mm -hmm. You know, just try it out and play it. This is what they did with video. You don't have oh. to pay extra on your DVD subscription. Ah. You just get the streaming thing. You can do it in your browser. It's fine. You don't want to watch it. It's fine, too. We're not going to pay. Oh, you know what? I know the selection's limited, but we do have this player uh, from this partner company that spun out of us. Yeah, you can buy that if you want. Oh, wait a minute. We're actually getting a lot of movies from stars. You can get some first-run movies from stars on here without having to pay for Star. I mean, if that's interesting, we're not going to charge you extra until eventually... It got valuable enough that they split it out and charged you extra. And it got valuable when they started adding streaming video that was valuable on its own. Then eventually they were making originals. And now you think of Netflix as almost predominantly originals. Uh, that complaint about they just don't have the back catalog, they're not going to survive is died away. The complaint about Netflix is why aren't they making a show I care about out of their originals. It's all about originals. I see them doing the same thing here, mm. which is we are still in the like just beginning to stream the movies phase and it's all acquisitions. Oxenfree is the first of the quality acquisitions. But as this starts to roll out more and more, you're going to see more and more quality video games. They're going to be closer to current releases. They'll eventually get a couple of current releases and put them in there. And the next thing you know, this is valuable enough. They'll be splitting it off and they'll be doing original games from Chaco Sunny. Mm. I mean, they, they, they did announce a sequel to Oxenfree just a, a month or so ago. So right? that, like that, that, that 
is another step towards what you're saying. My my only my only hesitation about that, Tom, is that there are other players in the cloud gaming space. There are other big players. You still have Xbox mm-hmm. uh, with with their X Cloud. Uh, yeah, uh, Microsoft uh, Xbox Cloud is is huge. It's probably the leader in there. And you got and you got Shield, right? You got Shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Luna, which is Amazon's mm-hmm. trying. You know, trying. They're trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you had Stadia, which is kind of this very public uh, implosion of, 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 a, of a cloud gaming. But on the opposite hand, that was all staked in cloud gaming. For Netflix, this is all still an experiment. This can go away one day and no one is going to say, ah, oh, oh man, I lost out on my SpongeBob platformer game that, you, that they bought. Like no one is even going to be mad yeah. if this doesn't work. I'm very curious if the Oxen Free sequel goes multi-platform. I I have a mm. I, I say it probably will. They will probably not release it exclusively on Netflix yet. We're not there yet. It depends on what where we're at when they release it. Uh, but all of the things you just said, I can I'm like doing find and replace in my head and being like, if it's 2007, I'm saying. You know, Netflix isn't the only one doing this. AOL has a lot of really interesting stream movies. Hulu is really good, and it's backed by the networks. Remember, uh, real player? Come on, videos failed. But Hulu, <laughs> a- AOL, um, Amazon Unbox, <laughs> these were all considered to be, at the time, and I know this because I did a, like insider secrets about it for CNET, they were all considered better alternatives to Netflix's sort of hobby. Uh, until Netflix's sort of hobby was the industry leader. And I'm not saying it's guaranteed that they'll make it happen again with video games, but it, f- it does feel to me like that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. And and for Netflix, right, you, you get a lot of institutional experience by doing this. It's not just we have the Netflix app. It's we know about publishing games on the App Store. We yep. have experience of approving games, noting games, what what have you, of buying games and then giving notes or just just farting them out there uh, yeah. to, and setting like, expectations low. What Stadia mm-hmm. did was set expectations high. Yeah. And even when they met them, people weren't satisfied. Uh, and then they didn't always meet them. And so it, it, it suffered. Netflix is like, Oh, this, we're just, we're just fooling around. You're using your phone as a controller for goodness sake, but it's fun, right? We're not charging you extra, you know, which is, I know just a psychological approach, but Seems like a psychological approach that's smart to get people to come in and try it. And if it doesn't work, you're not going to win a lot of points by complaining about Netflix games. Everybody's going to be like, yeah, who who cares, right? But if it's good, you'll stand out. Like, did you try the thing on Netflix games? It's surprisingly good. This, okay, hear me out, Tom. Tell me Mm -hmm. me how much you think that this is is part of the actual... Uh, intentional process from Netflix here, right? They're they're going to throw this out with two games, right? It's going to be oxen free, and it'll be the uh, the mining mining at yeah. arcade sort of game, right? Presumably, I I have not played either of these games, but uh, oxen free is a slower narrative driven mm-hmm. uh, uh, a game where you start and you finish, and uh, yeah. you have latency probably not as big of an issue, right? right. And then you've got mining arcade adventure where mm-hmm. those games have timers or some amount of precision picking things. And so I, it, it, it almost seems too obvious of an AB test for Netflix to put probably the two opposite ends of the spectrum here. Like the only way they could have made a game that is more time, um, timing and sync, uh, important is if they made like a halo, if they put a shooter game on here, yeah, right. uh, where you really needed snap reactions. Um, and so, so that that's my gut saying on why mm-hmm. we have two kind of mismatched sort of games here. Yeah, two different types, and and yet you don't do a shooter because that immediately has people talking about how bad it is. Yeah, whether it's bad or not, right? Somebody's going to complain about the latency. Right, right, right. I doubt you're going to win a lot of points by going on X and complaining that Molhu's mining adventures latency is bad, right? Like you're just not going to get a lot of sympathy for that. So it's it's smart. I wonder if if this also kills uh, Netflix's interactives. You know, at one point they they were doing Bandersnatch very very yeah. famously, but they did also some kids shows. They did that quiz right. game, yeah, um, the uh, Puss in Boots thing. Yeah, and the question I guess I have is, you know, that was Netflix's bespoke product. It still doesn't work on all of the devices that they get on there. Um, 
maybe this is a a leapfrog over interactives, right? Where we're saying, don't even bother trying to make a game like we make a movie. Just go and make a game and we'll put it on the service. I think you're right. I, I don't know if it actually affects the interactives. They may be looking at the interactives and saying, that's a separate thing. It's for the movie and TV product, not for the gaming product. Mm-hmm. Um, or they, they, or they, they may be looking at it and saying, eh, could have been for the gaming product, but don't worry about it. I, I, I don't know. But it feels, like, it feels like they could say the interactive stuff is still an experiment for the movie and TV show watching, not the video game playing people. I'm 100% with you that, that this feels totally different from that. Yeah. Um, this, this will be exciting. This, this will be exciting to see, especially when it comes to the actual content, like the, your game passes and PlayStation pluses and all they're expensive. And those are only games. You have Netflix who is already operating at a loss and saying, and we're going to throw in games and we're going to make studios and build this capability into our, into phones, into apps, into your TVs. Is it a distraction? I guess it's, it, it no, shouldn't be a distraction. To me, it's what they have to do as the TV and movie streaming part of their business saturates, right? We talk a lot about how they've reached saturation in North America and the password crackdown is in essence a, a way to extend more money coming out of that model, even though you're at saturation. Uh, the only other options they have are to grow in the other markets that they're not saturated in. But eventually they're going to, you know, if all goes well, get saturated in those markets too. Uh, and at that point, you've got a stable commodity business in Netflix. And if Netflix wants to grow, it needs to have a new growth business. This feels like it's their bet to have a growing business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah. And I- it's smart because it's like, hey, you already have Netflix. You already have a phone. You already have a television. Right. You already have a computer. It's easier than the DVD to streaming. Uh, yeah. Because in a lot of places, it's going to be on the same. It'll be in the app. Yeah, exactly. It's the same stuff yeah. that you already have. And then, oh my gosh. And then you're, and then just one day, Tom, it's 2035 and you wake up and you're browsing your Netflix box and you're scrolling between uh, episodes of TV and the cereal you want to buy in the morning and and mm-hmm. and the game you want to play on the bus and, and like the maybe Netflix will be an everything app and we I don't know this maybe this is going too yeah, far in the way yeah, but yeah. Uh, Netflix is it a everything. situation where people are like do you still watch TV shows on Netflix I know my parents do <laughs> right yeah 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 I I I don't know I don't know there's 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 a there, there's a lot of money and a lot of dumb ideas out there. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's underselling it to say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and yet I do think I, without saying this is going to work, this seems like a very, very reasonable step for Netflix to take. Mm. Uh, this is Netflix using its natural advantages, like the ability to buy some studios cause you got cash, like the ability that you're already installed. And a lot of people already have accounts for you and you're with password sharing crackdown, you're getting even more accounts. Mm. Uh, this 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 seems this nothing about this makes me say what are they even thinking? It's all a matter of can it work? If yeah. it can work, if 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 you can get people to play video games over streaming at all, this this seems as likely a way to make people do it than as anything. Yeah, and and I don't know with with the strike. This is not really a strike story, but uh, as the strike continues to go on, part of me thinks like, well, is maybe is this the end? Maybe is Maybe is this the end of Hollywood? Is this the end of I don't know? Of, yeah, of Hollywood stuff? Babylon predictions. <laughs> but 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 and so the timing of this is obviously seems sur- surreptitious or uh, serendipitous, but it's not yeah. obviously. Also, this is but, a much more longer term play than absolutely. Even I, who think the strike's going to last a long time, think think the strike is going to last. Like I I feel like the strike won't last past the end of this year. Okay. Okay. Oh, so you're a real big Emmys fan or an Emmys fan. I'm a huge Emmys fan. No, I've, 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 you know, the Emmys just confirmed. I already believed that the pressure to resolve it would come at the autumn, that they would just not do much negotiating in the summer, which they haven't. Mm. And as autumn is starting to loom, they're starting to talk a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, 
the the fall viewing season that's that's when they're going to start feeling the pinch so yeah i i feel like they'll get it done and then when they scheduled the emmys in january i was like oh well yeah they all know they all know they're going to get it done by then mm, but do they I mean, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, The best part is we don't have a strike against us on Cord Killers uh, Mm -hmm. because we let you choose. You have all the power in this relationship as a patron at patreon.com slash cord killers. That's right. If you go there and you support us, uh, you get early access to our Spoiler in Time podcast. You get... To hear the After Talk podcast. The After Talk podcast has been blowing up lately as we are uh, uh, planning and coming up with ideas for uh, some, some uh, you know, some po- a little spit polish. A little, yeah, a little, little tweaks, little changes, <laughs> little evolutions. Yeah. Fun things. Yeah. And so you can keep up to date with all of that over on After Talk, uh, which you can get on Patreon. Um and and yes, and please don't strike our listeners to no no chat realm not on strike chat realm not on strike. Yeah, we we <laughs> we will meet your demands. Yes, absolutely. We will continue to podcast. <laughs> uh, go to Patreon.com/slash Cord Killers. Mm. Thank you for supporting us. Let's talk about what to watch in under surveillance. So, Bryce, you know Adam Devine, right? The guy who plays Kelvin on oh, Righteous Gemstones? Sure. And uh, from from Workaholics, the guy with the short hair. Workaholics. Yeah. Uh, uh, what what are the singing movies? This, oh, P- uh, Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect, yep. Yeah. <laughs> singing yep. movies. Singing what are those singing movies? movies? Uh, yeah. He okay. called a pod a podcast called This Past Weekend with Theo Vaughn. That is the name of the podcast. Uh, his theory on what happened to movie comedies. They were talking about, you know, you used to have great what when Harry met Sally and all the mm. all these great movie comedies. Whatever Sleep happened to the movie? At all. Yeah. yeah. Uh Adam Devine said, and I'm not gonna do Adam Devine's voice, but these are his words. My theory is I think like Marvel ruined it. I feel like superhero movies kind of ruined comedies because people go to the theater and you expect to watch something that costs $200 million to make, and comedy movies aren't that. So you're like, well, why would I spend the same amount of money to go watch a little comedy in a theater if I could spend the same amount of money and go see something that's worth $200 million? And he noted that Marvel has some good comedy in it as well. It's harsh, and I don't think he's wrong. I don't think he's wrong entirely. I think it's not just the $200 million it costs them. It's the $18 plus time it costs you. Mm -hmm. If you're going to spend the money and time on popcorn and parking... To go to the movies, you want to, and maybe your parking's free, but but money and time, you know, in in general, um, you might be a little pickier about stuff that needs to be in the theater. You you hear people say like, "Oh, you got to see that one in the theater for what? The laughs? No, for the special effects, for the visual effects." Yeah, you gotta hear, you gotta get it in surround sound. The the I, the IMAX. Yeah. yeah, you know, no one said that about Father of the Bride. <laughs> they should have got to see it at IMAX. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When you see meet the Fockers in full IMAX <laughs> <laughs> or even pitch perfect <laughs> or pitch perfect, which, the which arguably probably does sound better, but, but yeah, people don't yeah. talk about it that way. Are there, I know that there are comedy films on streaming. There are a ton of them. Uh, that, and there are a lot of great ones. Uh, Red Notice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you do have all the Adam Sandler movies that are uh, right, really right. popular. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You had Don't Jennifer Look Up, Aniston. Uh, which which is uh, like the thing is like Don't Look Up, which was a big kind of hit. I don't know if that was earlier this year or last year. The that last is, year, I think. yeah, that's the only comedy on Netflix's all time English top ten. Um, mm-hmm. They have one romantic comedy in their current English top ten films, and and it's it is kind of a shame that these movies haven't had that there we haven't found at least. A lot of have there been any streaming hits? I don't know. Not not we 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 talk about like science fiction. We you know the Cloverfields and your annihilations yeah. and and uh, lots lots of series comedies that I could think of. Yes, only murders in the building. Uh, I think you should leave, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But but yeah, when it comes to movie comedies, if it, it does feel like people are like, oh, well, if I'm going to watch a comedy, I don't want to watch one. I want to have a bunch and, you know, I want them like, like, like candy. I just, I just want to keep laughing. I don't want to laugh once. Cause, cause, cause comedy films 
are only an hour and a half. They're only a two hour story. They're one story. And, yeah. and at this point, like, what are they? They're romantic comedies or they're like action adventure comedies mm-hmm. and which get expensive or rom-coms, but, but we're, we're tired. We are still, I'm sure tired from that, that rom-com. Rom, saturation. And rom-coms are easy to access. Yeah. You don't need to wait for a great rom-com to come to the theater. You can, you can find, them just being churned out. If rom-coms are your thing, and I, I'm grant, granted, there's a bunch of you out there going rom-coms. They're all bad anyway. But there, there are, good are people ones. who are like, no, I love rom-coms. Yeah. And it's like, great, you can you can just go to the Hallmark Channel, and you know, get rom-coms all day long. Uh, and you you don't need to wait. They're always new. There's always different ones. You you they they are commoditized. Maybe. Hmm. Does does do do you think that this could mean a a or or this could be a sign of a a of a uh, a, mm, a a a not a curdling but 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 a separation here where 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 theaters cinema is reserved for the expensive the big budget mm-hmm. the big visual effects the the emotional indie film in black and white yep. and streaming is everything else below that line throw your romantic comedies in there have just all your comedies like like because that that's at least what that's a little bit of what uh, adam is saying here if you if you extrapolate from this further and further yeah that yeah. only bigger and bigger and bigger things will will have a home in theaters because it's not like we're talking about bringing ticket prices down it's not like we're talking about bringing budgets down mm-hmm. um it's so it, it it just seems like it, it's going to be a nonstop. I, yeah, I snowball. think our expectations have risen in the way that Adam Devine talks about, but in other ways uh, as well. Also, I hadn't thought about this until just now, uh, but um, your man Jeff said Kevin Hart had a few comedies come out, which made me realize we also, even though this this is tangential to your point, but we also have more access to uh, stand up than ever before. Oh, absolutely. And so your your opportunities to be made to laugh in the 80s were fewer. Mm-hmm. And one of the easily accessible one was to go see a comedy in the movie theater. These days, you've got all the commoditized movies that we're talking about. You've got all these TV series that can make you laugh for episodes on end. And you've got stand-up comedies that that may fit the bill better than, than a movie narrative comedy. You have a lot of stand-up comedies. That stand-up is something that, especially talking about Netflix uh, uh, pivoting to streaming, they yeah. leaned into stand-up comedy in a major way. HBO is le- leaned into stand-up comedy for a long time, and and it's understandable why. You know, it takes a lot of writing and performing to get ready. It is way cheaper than any movie mm-hmm. we have been talking yep. about this far. Um, you can make them. Uh, any stand-up comedian is down for it. I mean, comedians yeah. would like to be in movies, but comedians will also take being on stage for an hour. Um, and so maybe Hollywood's dying, Tom. Tom, I don't think that. Well, Tom, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hollywood's not dying, <laughs> but comedies are becoming commoditized. Hmm. Mm. I get something in there, but no, I I think comedy is, 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 is transforming to, to something where it's like, Hey, dollar per laugh is lower. You know, I, I don't need to spend a lot of effort to go laugh. Yeah. I mean, uh, what is the state of comedy now? It's clips of standup performances on TikTok. It's people showing up on each other's live stream and, and then making drama. Like the, the way of the world will change. Um, that's just really a portent that I give to all of our listeners out there. Just the, you know, uh, the weather's good and the way of the world will change. Things change. People change. Everything changes. <laughs> uh, speaking of Adam Devine saying that Marvel has some funny movies. So does DC, uh, regarding the 2016 movie <laughs> suicide squad, David Ayer wrote on Twitter, AKA X. All I know is my unseen film plays much better than the studio release. The interest in my cut being shown seems real and organic. And Gunn told me it would have its time to be shared. 
He absolutely deserves to launch his DC universe without more drama about old projects. In a way, I'm chained to this thing. I'm riding a tiger here and navigating this situation the best I can. Life, speaking of, is a very strange journey. Oh, I, it's like, I guess maybe I spoke too soon. All of this, all of this is David Ayer saying, mm -hmm. I, yes, I would like to release my cut of Suicide Squad. And no, it won't be bots that make it happen. Okay, but, but no, but he's but he's also saying there's no one else. Release the air cut. <laughs> there's no one else. Like, gosh, I, I do feel bad for him because I did watch. I've, I saw that Suicide Squad. There is probably a good movie in there, but they already re. They, sorry, David. They already did it again. They already rebooted it. They gave it mm. the exact same name. They rebooted it. Like they spun it off to a TV show. They've already rebooted it, David. You have to let it go. Like James Gunn made the reboot and told Ayer it would have its time to be shared, meaning Ayer's cut. Do you, do, who? If we still bought DVDs, I'd be like, yeah, they're going to release a director's cut DVD. Yeah. I'm guessing they do release a director's cut streaming version of this on max at some point why not why wouldn't you yeah it's already there yeah i mean presume like the the thing is like we the Zack snyder thing this is all trying to chase the Zack snyder cut high and then that was a big wet fart it was really expensive and it yeah wasn't exactly like it it made every made everyone love well, Zack yeah, snyder there's a difference here's the thing <laughs> I don't think we get the Ayer cut like we got the Snyder cut, right? Yeah. Where they shot new stuff and created new stuff. I think we get the Ayer cut in the sense of, yeah, the DVD also includes the Ayer cut, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it already exists. We will have to do some work to polish it up and make it make it ready for streaming. But we're not going to spend a lot of money. On it. We'll put it on the extras tab under the trailers. For, yeah. yeah. Or 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 you you could probably get a little play out of, you know, hey, the air cuts out this week if you want to watch it on Max and put it in a carousel and you'll get a little bump out of it. Sure. But I don't I don't expect it to be as big as the Snyder Cup pretended it was going to be. If also just if I can just a little a little tea, a little shade, a little lemonade. I I, uh, I I think there was something good in that Suicide Squad movie, but I think David Ayer's in a really tough spot of saying, oh, they ruined my Suicide Squad movie, and then he went and made Bright. Like, I, mm -hmm. I, I'm, uh, I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, David, that that's rough. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm. Well, Bryce, while you pick that mic up off the floor that you just dropped, <laughs> uh, HBO has ordered Sam Mendes and Armando Iannucci's superhero movie-making comedy, comedy series, The Franchise. Himesh Patel and Aya Cash are the stars. The Franchise is about a crew of an unloved franchise movie fighting for its place in a savage and unruly cinematic universe. <laughs> You know how you make comedies these days? First of all, you turn it into a series and you make it about the superhero movies. Uh, per the logline, uh, the series shines a light on the secret chaos inside the world of superhero movie making to ask the question, how exactly does the cinematic sausage get made? Because every FF has an origin story. Uh, John Brown wrote the pilot and serves as showrunner. He has previously worked on both Succession and Avenue 5. Oh, well... There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good personnel in there. This is a funny idea. Um, I, I guess it's like uh, it's the opposite. It's the, it's the flip side of the boys, right? Instead of taking a, a, a superhero mm. thing seriously but satirizing it, this will be satirizing the making of the superhero. It's a little thing. Galaxy Quest uh -huh. meets the boys. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh, you know how you know they you know they pitched this as. What if it was The Office, but for Marvel? Mm, well, didn't they do that? That was the, um, oh, shoot. What was that called? There uh, was the insurance one, right? Unpowered. With, yeah. It, right. But this, I mean. With like, Vanessa Hudgens. She, that like, was The Office. Yeah. But but like the uh, like even, was that set in real life, though? Or was, like. They worked in an office owned at a company owned by Bruce Wayne. 
But they never saw Bruce but, Wayne. But they were, but they were in a superhero universe. This is this. Is, I guess yes, I'm saying yes, that this they is were the in a superhero side. movie. This this one is not. Good yeah. point. Good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that, um, that is different. This this would be good. HBO's got a good track record. This would be good. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and then, damn it, last week we mentioned that Gal Gadot had told folks twice that she's been told by James Gunn and Peter Safran that they would develop Wonder Woman 3 with her. But Variety sources say a third Wonder Woman film is not in development at DC Studios, nor do Gunn and Safran have plans at this time for any Wonder Woman project in the new DC universe. This is sources telling Variety this. Uh, the The only thing in, in the works is the prequel series Paradise Lost for Max. Uh, Paradise Lost doesn't include Gal Gadot because it takes place before Wonder Woman existed. Uh, so, so give up, Bryce. I'm giving up my dreams. No, it, no, I, Tom. No, 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 Tom. No, no. There is still hopium for you to huff, my friend. Listen. Oh, really? I I think that this story does not invalidate what Gal Gadot said when we covered this last week. Okay. Gal Gadot said she'd talk with John with with Gunn and mm-hmm. that uh they would develop a new Wonder Woman together. The two of them okay. or they would start a process to go through. Is that the future subjunctive case? Uh, y- yes, this is entirely a tense a tensile case, Tom. <laughs> okay. It's a tense story. <laughs> and so, maybe that process hasn't started yet. They're going to do it, but we got other things to do. We can't keep spending our time on these two franchises that stunk last time sorry you know and i i don't i i i i i don't think it's one thing i don't know i i I think you can still eventually do another gal gadot wonder woman movie and it's not the number one priority in the world it's not the number one like would you look at dc's slate and say we the one thing we really need to do is squeeze in why is she out there talking about it well I, she's in all those Netflix movies. Do you do you think yeah. she's 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 like uh, 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 angling here? Like, hey, I've been I was oh. in like five huge Netflix movies last year. Uh, you want to get me in hey, Wonder James. Woman? Hey James, I turned down Barbie. I can oh. turn you down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, my schedule fills up real fast. Because if Gal Gadot says that's uh-huh. not Wonder Woman, I'm Wonder Woman. You're uh-huh. go, you're gonna get people to not go see someone who's not Gal Gadot being Wonder Woman. You'll get like a pro. I think you would get like protest. Gal Gadot's oh, so this, my this Wonder is her Woman. Putting the screw, not putting the screws. Cause I feel like it's a, it's a it's friendly very no. thing, but it, it's yeah. her like, you know, kind of eh, putting, put a little heat on, putting a little heat on her friend, James. All right. Otherwise, I'll buy that. Yeah. Otherwise reasonable people would not continue to make this a story. I feel like, but maybe, yeah. I don't All know. right. My pipe is repacked with hopium. Uh, Disney's live action Little Mermaid arrives on Disney Plus September 6th, if you've been waiting for that, uh, including some special features like a song breakdown of Under the Sea and Javier Javier Bardem's performance of Impossible Child. Uh, The Emmy Awards are officially delayed, as we alluded to earlier. January 15th is the new date. Uh, That's because of the writers and actors strikes. First time the Emmys have been delayed in more than 20 years. Even COVID didn't get them delayed. Oh wow! Yeah, that's right. It's, yeah, uh, I, I'm surprised they didn't just cancel this like they did. Uh, th- what was the other one that they they just canceled last week? The Oscars? <laughs> they, they didn't cancel the Oscars. The Grammys? Well, wasn't there something that they canceled? Grammys was it? It might have been the Grammys. It might have been the Grammys. But I, I, I'm just surprised they didn't. They they decided, hey, we'll just kick this down the road. Because mm-hmm. what are they going to do? Do another Emmys in six months? Yeah. I mean, also, yeah. That's a lot now, of Emmys. This means they know. They, it's going to be done by January 15th. Mm. They all know. Mm. They're all in, in the cahoots. Do you think? Bryce. I mean, January 15th. They're that's- actors, Bryce. You can't <laughs> believe anything they say. No, it's a work, Tom. It's a work. <laughs> no, I don't know. It does feel like January 15th is fairly fairly safe, but, you know, anything could happen in this world, so we'll find out. Uh, and then checking in on sports, NFL Red Zone and NFL Network will be included with NFL Plus, the football league streaming service for mobile. Uh, so that that's kind of the first time NFL Network's been available outside of a cable package. Uh, Inter Miami's owner wrote on X that subscribers to MLS Season Pass on Apple TV have more than doubled since Lionel Messi joined the team. And Tim Cook retweeted that, giving it 
you know, an air of possibly being true. Uh, and finally, a six-part documentary series about Lionel Messi's move from Paris to Miami will stream on Apple TV Plus, of course. Uh, no title or release date on that. This Messi move, I mean, you norm we don't normally see Apple, like, try to... Uh, you don't see this much like hammering of like, wow, Messi was so big for the MLS season pass, but it yeah. has been like three weeks now and it, uh, he's got heat, obviously, um, that get, I don't know if Apple was part of that move. I don't know what, but, um, they are really, uh, uh, making some lemonade and lemons. They may also yeah. made the lemons. There's they not made the trees, the tree. orchard, the glass in the pitcher all hold you're gonna love a fertilizer yeah. yeah yeah all right let's talk about what we've been watching in eyes on uh, i wanted wanted to check in on futurama that's that's the thing i i actually just watched this week's episode right before we did did the show um until this week's episode my review would have been uh this is perfect for someone who loves futurama and once the feeling of watching reruns of Futurama, but with new stories. Because I was watching it and never feeling like, whoa, I'm blown away. Futurama still breaking new ground. I was feeling like this is comfortable. This is like a, a an old blanket uh, that I wrap around myself and I hear the theme song and I hear fry and 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 it's and it's and I enjoy it. But it's oh. not something where I would tell someone, if you've never watched Futurama, go check the new season, right? Oh, if you, it yeah. sort of felt to me like you had to already like Futurama to enjoy these. This oh. week's episode was the first one where I'm like, okay, this is this is clever. Uh, it's a send up of Dune, which is a, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> do, do you the t- Timothy Chalamet? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, which uh, I don't know if, if it was like, oh, we thought Dune would be out right now or something uh, or what. But uh, other than the timing being a little weird, I was like, it's it's a really good send up of Dune. Uh, it's got Nibbler in it. Uh, and it's a very great commentary on pets and what they mean to us and how we feel about them. Uh, so this is the first one where I'm like, ah, they got a little bit of the old magic back. So mm. um, all positive. But after this week's episode even even a little more positive oh nice yeah i uh I, I guess i haven't seen this week's episode but i have i have mostly i've enjoyed futurama i i gotta be honest tom um my one i do have a complaint about futurama sorry i'm gonna just one sec uh it's a show that uh, takes place in the future but mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. as it has been rebooted over and over again it's mm-hmm. become more topical it's become more timely. Mm. I mean, they did that episode about crypto this season. Like, yeah. well after all the crypto stuff is so old. That was even weirder timing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's that's just my and I and so I do see some of that and I do see it, but but at the same time, uh especially is it the first or that second episode of the season, uh the the show is very much saying, like, hey, if you're reviving a show called Futurama, it should be good. Uh and so that's us. We're gonna be making it good, which um, mm. is is a bold proclamation, Tom. Uh, how did, did, I feel, yeah, I feel like this episode, the Nibbler Dune episode, is the first one where they stopped telling me that and started <laughs> doing it. Okay, well there we go. Future is yeah. that is that full season out yet? Uh, no, it's week to week. Oh. They're, yeah, they're they're releasing it you know, in, in episodes. So I'm looking it up right now, but I think we're three episodes, four episodes in. Mm. Uh, so every week between now and September 25th till they get 10 out. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, Futurama. How about yourself? Uh, well, we'd be on the lookout for, well, we should maybe be on the lookout for, I, I watched the first episode of a uh, painkiller last night. This is the one with uh, Matthew Broderick, uh, it's the latest fictionalized adaptation of the Oxycontin uh, oh opioid okay. crisis story. Yeah, um, it's it it follows kind of these three different threads. At least in this first episode, we see it follows Richard Sackler, who runs Purdue at the time. Um, it runs, or it follows a, a a trainee sales rep who is getting involved in in pushing uh, Oxycontin on onto folks, as well as. Uh, uh, an investigator who is is trying to track down what what the effects of oxycontin are and, and how it's going. I, uh, I I I think it's good. I think it's good. It's interesting. My only uh, the only thing that like kind of put me a little off is that 
it's it's a little goofy. It's a little comical. I'd oh. say it's just a little wackety schmackety. And <laughs> and are you are 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 you over your addiction? I'm OxyClean. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Like, well, and it, it's it's unfortunate because it's contrasted with this really beautiful yeah. message at the beginning that says like, "Hey, you're about to watch a version of the events. My son actually died to oh to OxyContin addiction, and this was bad. You know, like a very like earnest and and and, and yeah, somber yeah. take on on the issue, and then." That you get Ed Begley Jr. doing, do it's, it's just saying not jokes, but just being kind of funny. I I I don't know. A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Maybe, attempts. yeah, maybe. Okay. Um, right. So so that's Painkiller. It's on Netflix. Uh, this one's only six episodes, and it's a miniseries. So that's uh, that's all of it. Uh, if you've got something we should be on the lookout for, why don't you email it to us? Cordkillers at gmail dot com is that email address. I believe. For every drop of rain that falls, a flower grows. Every that's a lot of flowers, Tom. That's mm-hmm. a lot. That could be hundreds of flowers. And I am optimistic that by the end of this week, the course I taught on how to make a great podcast will be available for purchase at Patreon.com/slash/DTNS. Ooh, now so I taught the course last week. Okay, uh, I think it went very well. Uh, we had to go through and edit out people people's personal questions and things that were they were perfectly fine, but like yeah. maybe don't need to be available to every single person who wants to buy a copy of this. But I had a lot of people who were like, I can't make the time. I wanted to take the course. Can I get a recording of it? So we're going to make a ver- version of that available. Um, uh, Willie Scott is in the chat room right now. He's helping me uh, work on this. Uh, and uh, we're going to we're going to make sure that we you know, we've got it in. In in nice uh, in a nice package, and uh, I do believe I do believe it will be out soon. So oh, cool. either check Patreon.com/slash/DTNS, especially if you're listening to this towards the end of the week. Absolutely. Uh, or just sign up for Free Tom Newsletter, and I will tell you when it's out at FreeTomNewsletter.com. Wow, there you go. That's uh, I, that, I, I I'm glad you like because you've been talking about the podcasting course for a few weeks now. I've been I've been interested to find out what you know because you know space was limited. Uh, this is this is great, Tom. You are a, a I, I don't know if you I, I I don't think I'm speaking out of school. I think you're a pretty accomplished podcaster, Tom. Uh, so Thank I, you. I think, I I think like your advice will. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll 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 carry some water. So there you go. Patreon.com/slash/dtns or freetomnewsletter.com. Hey, if I wanted to access any of those mm. uh, uh, hypertext uh, files, sure. how how might I do that? Could I do that with like a pen and paper? Because is there a way mm, I can... no no and 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 the Does... the podcast uh, the podcast class is video. Oh. So you're gonna need you're gonna need a machine My, to play that. This yeah. won't do it. This the bottle no, won't. That empty bottle won't do. Uh, your your old no. video cassette recorder won't do. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You're gonna need a computer. And oh. if you want, you can get any computer, I guess. But if you want to do it right and not have to do it over again later, yeah. Then you're going to want to go to Doghouse Systems at doghousesystems.com/rogue and get a free SSD. That's right. Uh, they uh, power our studio here with a bunch of their great computers. Uh, they have fantastic customer support. We have met them. We have been to their shop. They are cool guys. Uh, check them out. Doghousesystems.com slash rogue. Use promo code rogue. Get a free SSD when you check out. That is uh, uh, a, a hell of a deal, Tom. Well, Bryce, hmm. let's see what's on the horizon. In the front lines. <laughs> Samba TV's latest State of the Viewership report says one in three U.S. users subscribe to some sort of free ad-supported TV, a.k.a. fast. One in three. So look to your left, look to your right. You're the only one who subscribes to Fast. <laughs> uh, Fat, Freebie uh, grew the fastest, according to their survey, 11% growth year over year at least in the first half of 2023. Uh, Pluto and Tubi were up 7% and 6% respectively. And the Roku channel and Crackle were both up 5%, right? Crackle up 5%. Uh, Compare that to Netflix's drop of 1% and Peacock's drop of 2% in the same study. So we're doing apples to apples, not comparing their earnings report numbers, et cetera. Uh, And it does tell you that Fast is right now growing faster than paid video on demand. 
I, I, uh, that there's a lot of really good user growth, but I do think this is a really strange comparison uh, to put fast channels next to paid subscriptions. A fast, to me, a fast user um, has basically no barrier to entry. Uh, uh, whereas a paid subscription user, you know, card, you know, whole payment process, what have you. And so I, I, I would like it. I, the one thing on this chart I would love to see is actual YouTube. Just what does the growth look like on YouTube or on Facebook yeah. video? Because honestly, those are closer to what fast services provide than the VOD yeah. services, in my opinion. I think it's useful to say if you were not thinking fast would be a legitimate alternative for people to paying for video, you're wrong. Um, mm -hmm. Because this shows like, hey, people are definitely mm -hmm. using fast. But also, it doesn't say it's an alternative to it, right? Yeah. Everybody who pays for Netflix, et cetera, could also use fast for the reasons you're saying. So there's something to be said of like, hey, maybe fast is a superior alternative because it's free and ad supported and everybody can get it without the barrier to entry. Uh, and then there's something to be said for like, yeah, but it's also kind of a different product. Yeah. Well, uh, yes. And, and that's really more where I'm at. It's just, it, we're going to look back at these numbers and I think we're going to look at them really weird comparing these these two types. Just back. Yeah, yeah. Because YouTube is fast. It's free it's ad supported fast. television. It's just not television that was made by studios <laughs> in most cases. Although yeah. even in some cases it is. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of subscriber counts, Disney announced its worldwide streaming service lost 11.7 million subscribers in Q2, uh, which if you left it there, you'd be like, ah, oh, Disney tanking. Oh my gosh. Uh, but it continues to decline in India after losing IPL cricket broadcasts, uh, were huge for hot star Disney's hot star. Uh, so this isn't as bad as it looked. Uh, Disney Plus ended the quarter with 150.1 million worldwide subscribers. That's still a lot. Uh, Disney also announced it will raise prices across its live streaming packages starting in October. I don't think this is related to the subscription dive. A lot of people have said, oh, their subscriptions are diving, so they have to raise prices. I'm like, well, if you wanted to boost subscribers, you'd lower prices. I think this is just costs are going up. Competition is happening. And despite losing cricket, uh, they're realizing that you know they have to they have to start making money off this. Mm. Uh, it will expand its less expensive ad-supported package to Canada, the UK, France, Germany, Switzerland, Italy, Spain, Norway, Sweden, and Denmark on November first. That's another reason you raise the prices is to make that cheaper ad-supported package more attractive when it comes in. Uh, and Disney CEO Bob Iger said the company plans to begin cracking down on password sharing in 2024. So they're cool. they're taking that Netflix move. I think raising prices. Cracking down on passwords. This is all a response to the maturing of the space and pressures in the economy. What do you think? Yeah, it, it they must know that uh, Netflix has not really seen uh, <laughs> business destruction because they did password sharing. It ended up actually working out the way they thought it would. Yeah, which honestly feels like a surprise. It feels like the greedy greedy move worked the just without any any backlash at all um yeah because most people are not typing in all caps uh, on social networks uh most, most people just want to watch that new sandler family comedy or whatever it's got his wife and his kids okay all right. Uh, Sling TV, however, has actual bad news. Uh, reported it lost 97,000 subscribers in Q2, which is actually not horribly bad news considering it lost 234,000 <laughs> subscribers last quarter. So at least the losses are slowing. Uh, but Sling TV has 2 million subscribers now. Uh, it's lowest level in five years Notable that Sling launched Sling Freestream, a fast service, earlier this year. So if Dish, its parent company, survives, which is a whole separate question, uh, it's trying to do like telephone service and all kinds of other stuff, uh, maybe the future of streaming is uh, Sling Freestream. Uh, I, I would worry about Sling TV almost going into a death spiral uh, mm. pretty soon, you know, running out of users. Uh, running out of content. Um, at the same time, uh, I thought, you know, Sling TV's been around. It was one of the earliest one of these over the top. But I did not realize they are st 
still selling this as the still doing that weird thing. Orange yes. and blue packages, and then this was 32 channels, but this one's 33 channels, and this one's got some exclusive channels, but then this one's got some exclusive. And then if you want more, like, how did they make? I don't know how they made it this far. Like, the, I, I don't. <laughs> this, I'm, I'm baffled, Tom. I'm baffled that this is they survived with orange and blue. Yeah, I, they they did smooth it out when you sign up. So it's like, uh, do you want both? They they basically say, do you want both? Just get both. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but 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 if you want to save money, we'll we'll still break it up because that's the way the deals were originally constructed. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, AMC Entertainment, the movie theater company. We we talked about the streaming and broadcast TV company last time. AMC Entertainment, the movie theater company, reported that its revenue rose sixteen percent over last year. Even made a profit. One cent per share. Analysts had expected a loss. Uh, That's for the quarter before Barbenheimer. Oh, so that, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a big third quarter or then maybe a good fourth quarter. It's all about what you do with the wake. Uh, yeah, and they still need uh, loans, apparently. So I saw a whole thing where they, they were like, uh, if if investors don't want to give us loans, this would be the stupidest thing in the world because we're making money again. We just need the loan <laughs> to get through the period that, yeah. you know, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Well, if, yeah, if they're that far, then at least they'll, they'll be fine. Uh, Paramount added 700,000 subscribers to Paramount Plus in Q2 after integrating Showtime into its service. Paramount Plus now has 61 million subscribers. Uh, CEO Bob Bakish talked a lot about the possibility of bundling Paramount Plus with other services. Uh, So obviously they bundled Showtime and Paramount together, but uh, they're talking about maybe bundling Paramount Plus with non-Paramount uh, products. Bakish said, bundling has been one of the tried and true methods of value creation in media. And certainly as we enter the streaming space, bundling is part of our strategy. Mm. Uh, this will be very good for Paramount until everybody does this. Until everyone gets the the, the bundle of, okay, here's, I can get Paramount with the bundle that everyone gets, which will have like Crackle and Shudder and a bunch of like th- uh, kind of agnostic platforms that will just go with everyone. I, I wonder if we'll see that like a solidification of the long tail streamers as they go into bundles. I think you're going to see a lot of bundles of long tail streamers uh, kind of considered as alternatives to Netflix, maybe Disney plus, you know, a couple others, maybe Amazon prime, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to see platforms like YouTube TV and Amazon try to offer those bundles I also think you're going to see carriers offering the bundles. And I think in a year from now, you're going to have everyone complaining about how the bundles are all confusing. Oh, yeah. Because those promotional prices are all going to, to like, in a couple of years, where it's just, they're charging me for Apple TV. I thought you always got free Apple TV if you have, like, they're, these promotions are really well, Verizon has a bundle, but then there's a different bundle on Amazon and includes all the same things except for one. Oh, but yeah. then Netflix is never in my bundle and I have to get that one separate. That's going to be the, that's going to be this one. Not, this was only with ads, but then if I want, yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to yeah. get worse. Uh, I think Disney will stay out of it. Disney will stay with its own bundle. Hulu, ESPN, Disney plus, uh, Netflix oh, yeah. will probably stay out of bundles. Those are the only two I'm sure certain of though. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Fox's CEO, Lachlan Murdoch, told investors the company is not looking at abandoning linear TV anytime soon. This comes following Bob Iger saying like, yeah, linear TV doesn't really have a future. Uh, Murdoch said, I wouldn't go so far as to say it has a future, but we're not abandoning it. Uh, He said, we don't envision a moment when you leave pay TV and quickly transition to a direct-to-consumer universe. We think you will enter a phase where both are important. Fox is one of the few media companies out there without a major streaming video on demand paid platform. If Tubi, which is a fast service, they have uh, Fox Nation, which is a niche paid service, but they don't have a, you know, Fox Plus, to, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Uh, hmm. This, this feels like Fox just letting everyone else play these very expensive games. Yeah, they're cashing checks from Hulu because all the Fox stuff all shows up on Hulu. So, and they're fine with that, I guess, for now. Yeah, I bet so. And then finally, uh, Lionsgate says it will not split Stars out into its own company until after the first quarter of 2024. Uh, Lionsgate just acquired Canada's E1 Studio, 
so that complicates things. Then there's the strikes happening, which also complicates things. But my conspiracy theory mm -hmm. is that they're waiting for Consolidation Palooza to kick off in January when either Comcast or Disney can force the other one to finally settle the last bit of Comcast stake in Hulu. Do you what is what is the play there between stars and uh, uh, Hulu to, so, to sell Hulu to, to sell stars to Hulu? I was going to say, if Lionsgate were to split stars out into its own company, then Lionsgate no longer gets the benefit of stars. If, however, they wait to spin it out until after the first of the year, when my theory has been Comcast and Disney figure out their Hulu stake and that frees them both up to start looking to acquire other things because they don't have to worry about how that's going to work out. And Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, shortly at thereafter, uh, has its restrictions on selling itself expire because there were some restrictions when they they did the, the spin-out merger and everything. Uh, I think Lionsgate is saying, well, if we have to delay for E1 and we have to delay for the strike... Maybe we'll just wait and see if somebody wants to buy it directly from us. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I can I can see that. Uh yeah. Uh yeah. Sure. This I mean this is these this feels like the like second level acquisition story we're going to be hearing a lot over the This, next year this or is so. them waiting like, "Oh, uh we we might be able to sell the guy who came into the market to buy steaks some candy bars." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's kind of like that. Yeah, you got it. Uh, and if you're trying to play stars, stars is the one with outlander. That's kind of their big, Oh, they've, they've got a bunch of other stuff on there, but yeah. 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 Um, yeah and movies and stuff. Like that. Sure. All right. Let's get to the dispatches from the front. So last week we talked about phone usage in movie theaters appearing to be uh, rising with more bad behavior. I was, Tom, uh, maybe a little cavalier about suggesting a, uh, I don't know, an anarchist free for all. Maybe just everybody talk on the phone during <laughs> movies. That's what Bryce was saying. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of you listeners disagreed with me. Uh, <laughs> Issa left us this comment on YouTube: uh, "Quote, uh, do not dabble with your phone at a theater. Please, it will definitely pick up on someone's peripheral vision." And annoy them. We also had mm -hmm. uh, Ander chime in saying, "Lax policies on phones in theaters lately is the chief deciding factor on if I'm going to the movies. I've been so interested in the movie. Uh, uh, I have to be so interested in a movie that dealing with distractions uh, is better than waiting for it to come onto streaming. I understand it's an expectation thing. If I go to the theater, I'm doing it because I want the absolute best distraction-free experience that I can't get at home. If those distractions are going to be at the theater too, then I might as well wait for it to come out digitally. Uh, which, absolutely. Like, yeah, you know, we, we have fun here. We like to, hey, hi, I play Bryce Castillo on this podcast. <laughs> we like to have fun here. But yeah, like, uh, uh, don't, yeah, uh, don't. I, I don't think I converted anybody last week, Tom. Yeah, lax policies on phones and theaters is the chief deciding factor for people who want to play on their phone in the theater, too. <laughs> That's right. That You know what? It's actually a more important factor than them. Who do you think is more populous, though? Oh, I guess it depends on which there's more of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, write us in quickly.gmail.com. Uh, we also got a great story from uh, Ulrika who said, uh, my teen recently asked me, mom, how do you pirate a show? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to watch a uh, Lego monkey kid, a Lego cartoon series out of China and prime video only has the first two seasons. Just Watch lists two seasons on Prime Video and one on Spectrum. And then uh, the subreddit r slash monkey kid suggested Roku users could watch on an app called Happy Kids. I typed Lego Monkey, uh, noting the uh, particular spelling M-O-N-K-I-E, into a the Roku search, and I expected it would just get me to the Happy Kids app. Instead, mm. when I picked season three, it added the Lego channel to my Roku, and it took oh. me straight to the series. Uh, the Lego channel's navigation is a little janky, but the Roku search works great, and I found it does also have Happy Kids and Kabillion as other free streaming options. Uh, alongside with some of the episodes being on Spectrum. Uh, anyway, the teen is happy with my magic. Apparently, her friend group had been trying to find a way to watch this for weeks. Uh, 
Uh, if anyone else is trying to stream on a Roku, I recommend Roku Search. It's pretty darn good. Urike. Urika, sorry. Uh, thank you for that. You, you know, I, have, I, I suspect that one of the reasons that people are upset with not being able to find things is because they haven't tried this. <laughs> like, I, I don't think this is an unusual situation where Ulrike is like, man, I looked at Just Watch and I looked at a subreddit. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'll just be crazy and search on Roku. That can't possibly work. And then it totally works. Like, yeah. maybe this has gotten better while we weren't looking and we should all just try searching more often. I think so. Like, I, I have in general had a good time with the Apple TV uh, search. I could generally say, like, hey, show me this, and it'll pop up, and it knows where the services are for most things. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, check it out. I've that. had that work with our Miami Vice rewatch episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, finally, we got a bunch of great emails. Thank you, everybody, about the ATSC 3.0 spec, including uh, some folks pointing us to the Antenna Man YouTube channel for some uh, commentary on the issue. We also got a note from Greg mentioning that one of the reasons you might have DRM restrictions on ATSC 3.0 could be because uh, ATSC 3 will have a greater signal strength. And mm. it could be that viewers may get access to multiple out of to multiple markets of TV signals. And mm. and so DRM could potentially pinpoint you to these the correct uh, market that you're supposed to be in. But for ad, it's advertising stuff. It's advertising and demographic stuff, which um, is the boring so answer, wait, Tom. Which sounds right. So wait, I mean, I I'm, I'm not doubting that this is batted about as a reason. Uh, so I'm not disputing uh, Greg on this. But you couldn't just redefine the market, mm. or alternatively tune down the power of your transmitter mm, okay mm. Or... the only solution was encryption that's the only thing you possibly could have done you could you you know ah, our, our magazine is being circulated more wildly we should we should uh sell it with locks on it <laughs> so that people outside of our old service area can't read like that just that it, that, it definitely feels, feels like a silver like lining. they want the encryption anyway. And so <laughs> this is just what they're, they're saying. Yeah. It's, it, it stinks. Cause I, I, if I, if I put myself in the headspace of someone whose work, whose intellectual property could be over ATSC 3.0, if I try to think about that, I might go, yeah, I guess I would like want it's tempting. Yeah. Some oh, amount of protections for sure. Totally. Um, yeah. but it's not like this is, uh, I don't know. It, it, it just seems like it's creating potential issues, not solving anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, we hope that uh, Brian Brushwood has gotten some rest, uh, is fully recovered by next week, uh, and has been flown home, most importantly. Uh, so so thank you, Brian, uh, for for persisting. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you everyone for watching. Our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. We're live on twitch.tv slash night attack Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll talk to you next time. Hey, Tom Merritt, what's going yes. on? I'm just hanging out here watching this scroll go by. Uh, what are you doing? Trying to set up a bit where we thank our beautiful, beautiful patrons, all these wonderful names. I'm sorry, names. I'm too distracted looking at these beautiful, beautiful patron names going by. Look at that one. I mean, if you wanted to be one of these people, patreon.com slash cordkillers would be the place to go. I mean, they're, yeah. scra they're, they're scratching our itch, like, because we're I think addicted. as long as it's consensual, like, we're fine. We're addicted to their money. And love. Might as well face it. Well, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>